to KBOO on Tuesday, March 8th from midnight to midnight as we celebrate International Women's Day with 24 hours of programming produced, hosted, and engineered by women. There will be live music, public affairs with the feminist focus, and female DJs playing all kinds of music to celebrate the creativity, variety, and zeal of the women of the world. Again, that's Tuesday, March 8th, from midnight to midnight here on your community radio station, KBOO Portland. Gable Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Fade to Black, a book release event for political prisoner Jalil Muntakam on Thursday, March 10th at 7 p.m. at the Social Justice Action Center in Portland. This political education and community event will promote the recent book release of Escaping the Prison, Fade to Black. Jalil is a political prisoner who organized with the Black Panther Party in the Bay Area and was underground with the Black Liberation Army. He was captured when he was 19 in 1971 and has been locked up ever since. This event will feature local talent and activists including Black Butterfly, Kent Ford, Walida Imarisha, and many more. Again, that's Fade to Black, a book release event for political prisoner Jalil Muntakam on Thursday, March 10th at 7 p.m. at the Social Justice Action Center, 400 Southeast 12th in Portland. You are about to cross the border. proud co-sponsor of the Winter Blues Festival, Saturday, March 12th at the Elks Lodge and Ballroom, 13121 Southeast McLaughlin Boulevard in Milwaukee. Performing at this year's festival will be Candy Kane, Kara Granger, Robin Barrett, and Coyote Kings with Tiff Dames and more. The Winter Blues Festival is a benefit for the Oregon Food Bank and United by Music North America. It all happens on Saturday, March 12th at the Elks Lodge and Ballroom on McLaughlin in Milwaukee. Doors open at 2.30 and the music starts at 3. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Smoldering Fires, produced by Passanart. 
The play runs from March 11th through April 10th at the Interstate Firehouse Cultural Center in Portland. Smoldering Fires explores how to apply the ideas and struggles of the civil rights movement to contemporary city life through the point of view of two young friends who differ in temperament and approach. Again, that's Smoldering Fires, March 11th through April 10th at the Interstate Firehouse Cultural Center, 5340 Northeast Interstate Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right-hand side of the homepage under Community Events. This is KBOO Portland. I take a look at our world out here, severe. Numerous nights of Mother Earth shares tears. I find fear in the words from the dummies of the puppeteers. They gaze at the strings once a year. We all want to change it, but want to make it. Tired of struggling, so we disregard what is sacred. I want to make a shift for what's better. So I don't care about an A&R's confirmation letter or a president's kind words. That's why our minds blur. I want to find her and leave beside her. Take all frustrations to the streets and keep fighting the corruption till we find peace. But it's a tough journey, so plan early. Plan now so your strategy can trickle down to the next generation. Effective penetration leads to a better nation. Word up. Hey, yo, my brothers are the scenery. My sisters are the painters. Hip-hop's the paintbrush. Reality is major. I love this art form and the people are my heart. So what's the state of the art? Yo, what's the state of the art? Hey, yo, my brothers are the scenery. My sisters are the painters. Hip-hop's the paintbrush. Reality is major. I love this art form and the people are my heart. So what's the state of the art? Yo, what's the state of the art? Hey, you are tuned in to another episode of Poetic License. I am your host, Taria Autry, and you are listening to KBOO. Portland. And yet again, this month, I am featuring some amazing, incredible, talented, and diverse poets from North Carolina. This time I hit the road so I could attend the Marquis Slam in Fayetteville, North Carolina, with uh, the very talented host, Infinite, who also happened to be having his birthday that night. So there was a lot of celebrating and a lot of goodness, and I'm excited to share it with you. Now, before I get started, I want to let you know that that song that you were listening to at the very beginning was Edgar Allan Flo, State of the Art. North Carolina MC, and I'm really excited to be showcasing some of the talent from that area. Thanks for tuning in. Now I'm going to turn it over to Infinite and let him take it over for a little while. Give all the energy you can give tonight, all right? Because these poets are going to come up here and do their thing, and we feed off of energy. We artists, like once you give us energy, we're going to give you everything that you give us back, I promise, all right? So we're going to get this thing started. we got an amazing feature coming all the way from Orlando, Florida. I met him... Oh snap, Orlando in the house. Orlando in the house, I like it, I like it. I like it when, when you do that. When you say a city and then everybody make noise and you didn't even know they was here, you're like, damn. What, what y'all doing in Fayetteville though, for real? Like, I'm trying to figure out why I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, but he's an amazing feature. We met him like two years ago at, in Greenville at the Southern Fried Poetry Slam and he uh, we walked in at the conclusion of his bout and I saw him perform and the way he commands the stage, the way he presents his work just floored me. I then had an opportunity to perform with him down in Atlanta uh, at Queen Sheba's Labor Day Slam and he just killed it every round, just just killing poem after poem after poem and I was like, yo, we gotta get this dude to the place. So I want y'all to please put your hands together for an amazing artist, amazing poet, amazing person, 
a beautiful individual. Um, please put your hands together for Devery Brooks. Y'all can do better than that. Make some noise. I want to read the Bible. Thank you. But at the same time, I don't want to be responsible for what I used to not know. Chapter after chapter, verse after verse, constantly tells me what I must let go, and I want to go to heaven, but the price seemed too steep. Not really. Technically, it's within my reach. I just have a problem with saving. Ironically, I claimed I'm saved. I just hope that the 10% that I paid has gained enough interest that I can erase away these mistakes that I purposely make with the mind state that Jesus loves me. Yeah, I know. I'm holding Jesus hostage for my sins. Forgive me, God, and then I let him go. See, I want to really walk with you, O oh Lord, but I gained all the riches in the world and then I lost my soul. See, I want to read the Bible. Not to get closer to you, O oh Lord, but to defend myself from these scripture-breathing church folk who know the Bible more than they know their purpose. In fact, they in the pulpits preaching, not because they were called, see, they just doing it on purpose, with the purpose, to make you feel guilty enough to dig deeper into your purses so that they can purchase. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I didn't know your pastor was here this evening, my bad. <laughs> with the purpose to make you feel guilty enough to dig deeper into your purses so that they can purchase a new car, house, or suit. Pastor, why is it that the windows of heaven are open but only pouring down blessings upon you? See, I really want to read the Bible. Not to get my breakthrough, but to figure out how this was used as a tool to enslave so many people. War after war, feud using Jesus' parables. Too many verses are highlighted in blood. Baptized in tears. There isn't enough olive oil in the world that can undo what Christians have done and will do. See, the Bible is a weapon and tool, depending on the context in which it is used. Because, see, the devil quotes the Bible, too. But, hey, I want to read the Bible. In fact, I want to go to church, too, with the same people who welcome you, but fight you for their spot on the pew. Tell you to come as you are, but they won't speak to you because you don't have on a tired suit. In fact, I dare you all to sneeze. I bet they won't even bless you. But these are the same people we supposed to run to for prayer. But judging from the way you act, I doubt I need you speaking on my behalf. Quite honestly, I don't even know what God you pray to, so no thank you. But hey, I want to read the Bible. This, you're going to either say amen or ouch on this part. Cool? Uh, this, this is my most transparent part of the poem. I want to read the Bible, not to get right and do what I'm supposed to, because the truth is I'm probably going to still do what I want to. Ouch. I figured I'd read the Bible with a biased eye view, only following that of which I agree with. We all do it. Don't act like it's a secret, like how you women preach men seek women. Then ignore it when it says women should submit. Ooh wee. I love how the Bible preaches polygamy. See, only take from the Bible what doesn't inconvenience me. For example, why was it that no one in New Orleans building a boat and collecting two of each animal? Is it possible that we all sent God the voicemail claiming we had no signal? Furthermore, the Bible states that if you lust with your eyes, it's better for you to take your eyes out than allow your whole body to burn in hell. But hell, we don't see any celibate cyclops walking around, do we? See, we only follow 50% of the commandments. We don't kill, but we hate our our neighbor. We don't steal, but we cheat on our wife. When did the Ten Commandments become the Ten Suggestions? In fact, I'm suggesting, close the good book for a second. Pop quiz. Are we doing right because it's right? Or are we doing it for the sake of making it to heaven? Where's your heart? Oh Lord, you purposely made me imperfect 
So is sin really sin or a simple gesture used as a constant reminder that I'm not you because I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death with a pocket full of mustard seeds, knowing that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I can do and say all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you don't agree, offended, or couldn't find yourself within this peace, then pick up your Bibles and catch the first stone. Thank you. Oh Lord, here we go again. They see the melanin in my skin as a weapon, and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. So why try? Why play the race card when y'all are ahead by damn near 400 years of a head start and have no intentions of evening the stakes? I get it. Those were your ancestors' mistakes. Well, thank God Grandpa left you in first place. Admit it. You white, right? Oh no, you Italian, you English, you Irish, you German. Nigga, that's white, right? <laughs> then you privileged. So stop playing stupid, insulting my intelligence when it only takes a GED to see that there's a difference between our American experience. For instance, turn on the TV, we can see what's happening. We live in a different world where you see nothing but happy days and we struggle for good times. But you know us, before the commercials show up, the cops will. Unfortunately, we don't have friends in the 90210 who can save by the bell, but hell, that's why family matters. Because that's my mama balancing parenthood while living single in the PJs. And nowadays, we want to move on up to the east side too, but y'all keeping it all in the family. So, I in the fucking mind supposed to believe racism no longer exists when everybody loves Raymond but everybody hates Chris. I guess it's different strokes for different folks, so cheers. Here's to injustice anywhere, being a threat to justice everywhere. But King, you are unaware, it ain't justice when it's just us, the just us lead, just us in the lead, just y'all in the lead. Nah, I don't want your NBA. I want your MBAs, because it ain't a fair game when you own it. This land ain't been the land of the free since you've been on it. So keep your American dreams. I don't want it because ever since you sent for me, the roadway to hell has been paved with your pigment. Oh, Lord, here we go again. We just want to see brighter days. But they won't let us raise our sons. Won't let us raise our hands. Won't let us fill our lungs. So how am I supposed to give praise where praise is due? when all things that have privilege is supposed to praise you. Psalms 150, verse 6. because you didn't step up to be the hero. You settled for business as usual and took advantage of your advantage. You are privileged and I'm pissed off because quite honestly, white people, I thought we was cool. I thought this shit was behind us. I thought this was a couple highlighted study questions in school because we knew better, right? Don't you remember when you, you gave us the black president and we taught you our dance moves? 
We, you gave us the Black Power Ranger and we taught you more dance moves. I, for some reason, that's all y'all want, but don't you remember? Don't you remember when we all wanted to be like Mike Brown? I mean, um, Jordan Davis. I mean, um, quite honestly, I just want to write poetry about nature. But every time I pick my pen up, I can hear another dead black boy whisper. Fuck that. This is what you make them remember. I would never know what it feels like to turn 13. And your son won't either. I was just playing cops and robbers. I called for backup. And when they pulled up, I never got, got a chance to show them my badge. I know. I should have wore my badge that day. I should have wore my vest that day. Either way, I don't want to play no more. We know better, man. I think everybody, not just white people, because black people are coming for you too. But we, we all, our grandkids don't deserve to come into this, to this world the way it is right now. We all can do something about it. At least try. At least allow your grandkids to see that you tried. Is, is that cool? All right, great, great. Let's move forward. Um, black people, I'm coming for you now. They say it takes a village to raise a child. Y'all remember that? But right about now, I guess the village people aren't in style because we've allowed Lil Wayne, Facebook, and Atlanta Housewives the parenting responsibility. Now, Young Money thinks he can take a poke at reality, <laughs> when all actuality is nothing more than a casualty. Raised in a capitalistic society that's only focusing on updating his status, so it's hard to see his only destiny is the penitentiary, but hey, swag. <laughs> I know how much y'all like math, so here's a world problem. I mean, a word problem. Black men make up less than 6% of the U.S. population. Less than 5% of the collegiate population, but more than 41% of the prison population. Now, instead of facing that situation, most of y'all are acting like Tiger Woods, calling yourselves Cablasian, acting as if the very essence of a black man is of no relation, and that ain't even the problem, kids. The problem is most of y'all are sitting on the solution, but won't stand up, won't speak up, complain about the white man, dwelling upon the fact that daddy never manned up. Maybe we should call Bush and have him write another plan up, call it No Child Left Behind. Bars. But shit, we can't even get the little motherfuckers to pull their pants up. This is basic economics. The supply of available and good mentors at an all-time low. So you know demand's up, but you wonder why little man don't want to get his grades up. That's because he's too focused on getting his change up. Well, hopes of one day picking a platinum chain up, not knowing that he's the weakest link. But swag. <laughs> you know? I bet Willie Lynch is somewhere right now singing We Shall Overcome in 12 different keys, mocking you niggas. I bet Malcolm X wishes he bit the bullet instead of taking one for the team. And King, he probably wishes he hit the snooze button instead of going to the mountaintops to share his dreams, because so it seems we're nothing more than modern day Tuskegee experiments. Waiting for another Genesis, Trayvon Martin, all a bailout from Brother President, but you wonder why you ain't worth three fifths. Do the math. That's because you've proven that you don't give two shits. I remember you used to march and raise black fists, but I guess those black people no longer exist. Been replaced. What I like to call comment box revolutionists. 
whose voices are only as loud as the taps on the keyboard. See, you only in line when you're online. <laughs> when you log off, you shut down. Where's your hard drive? Controlled, altered, deleted, archived, the whole while the police is creating a network. And instead of avoiding the trap, we rap about it, only proving that the net works. We own BET, our own network, selling our souls, not even knowing his network, but hey, swag. I guess Rosa was just fronting. I guess Harriet was just tripping. I guess King was just dreaming, and we owe Bessie an apology for snitching, because it's clear to me now why the caged Negro sings. Jim Crow is still fly. But hey, swag. Hey, y'all make some noise for Devery one time, one time. Welcome to the Marquee Slam. I'm your host, Infinite. Tonight, you're gonna hear from 10 amazing poets who all are gonna do their original work. We can't get started yet. Can't get started yet. Blood must be shed on the stage. We must have a sacrificial poet. So y'all please put your hands together for Cara. I hope it helps all of you as well to realize that you're beautiful and you don't need to do anything to yourself that your friends or your family would want you to, wouldn't want you to do either. She contemplates the consequences. Her mind drifts, it dulls her senses. She's coming back to this again. Sharp metal held over her skin. Says goodbye to short dresses and skirts. And bracelets can't hide how much it hurts. The worst of herself is what she sees. Now she's her own worst enemy. Because every poison lace word that's been said now comes from the bully she's created in her head. Overweight, abnormal, unhealthy. You're not smart. Go ahead, you coward. Finish what you start. There were wounds that she had gotten from her one-woman war, but she's not the kind of soldier who deserves a purple heart. Her body was a battleground with reminders of war on every part. And she is no hero. She's a villain of the worst kind, the one who can't escape the Guantanamo she's created in her own mind. Don't listen. You've beat this before. In the mirror, her altar, her courage stares back. Look at us. We're beautiful. You need to realize that. You are in control, and you deserve happiness. Depression is only a lure. <laughs> Depression is only a word, it's only a label. Self-inflicted pain won't make you more stable. Your life is a novel, but a blade is not a pen. Those scars are faded words on the pages of your skin. And to burn these pages, you won't need a lighter. Just keep moving and go down swinging, because you are a fighter. Her mind spoke to her, she was winning this fight, but it fed on the misery that was caused by her plight. And it wasn't about to start tonight. Believe me when I say that this battle isn't done. You'll give in to the urge and admit that I've won. She wiped her wet cheeks and spoke softly with a grin. No, this war is over. And finally, I win. You just heard from the sacrificial poet at the Marquis Slam in Fayetteville, North Carolina. This show is featuring poets who performed at the slam that took place in February. And now we are going to go ahead and get into the slam, but I want to remind you that you are listening to KBOO Portland. I am your host, Taria Autry, keeping you on this journey with me as I travel around the country, sharing various poets and arts with you. Thanks for tuning in to Poetic License. You can catch us the first Monday of every month at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time at www.kboo.com.
anchor.fm live stream it and all the other great programming that happens here on community radio first to the stage y'all please put your hands together for dylan people in the city fall in love fast maybe used to keep pace with the lives that fly by on sidewalk highways of perpetually changing of angles hustle looking to carve out that piece of the pie or maybe it's because there's no time to be searching the sky for answers and all that matters happens between the horizontal borders of your eyes Whatever the answer may be, it's easy to see the relationships happen differently in the simmering city than in the soul-cooked, soul-food country. City people you see don't believe in relationship foreplay on concrete sidewalks. When someone sees something they want, they go for it aggressively. There's no empire state skyscraper goal too high to reach for. Confidence is key to pick up line poetry so a stranger just half an hour ago is now known on the block as your girl. But in the country, days drift by on porches preaching repression. Tradition taught through passionate picnic table sermons that drip from the poles of past generations like leaky faucets. Here, love is not something that you fall into. It is built piece by piece with like old plantations and farmhouses in the south. Here, love is not just a house, but a home. With kids outside playing catch on the grass after Billy's full with grandma's pecan pie. And this reminds me that I have never fallen in love like the country. Never felt the light of a thousand fireflies flash beneath my skin on summer nights like freshly found freedom. Oh, I've written love poems, like a true yearning country boy, child as many dirt roads as John Denver, and I bet she would think my tractor is sexy. No, if I had one of them. But my rebel soul of tra- travel tobacco roads and broken boulevards, and I still haven't found my way home. I guess I don't fall in love like the city either. Never even went for the girls that struck me like the empires in New York. Cathedrals in Sevilla, bases in New Mexico, or even monuments in Portland. I always stayed sidewalk level, not believing I could reach above the first story. Me, I guess I fall in love like condemned property. Hearts have been abandoned like front yards full of hubcats and junkyard scraps find their way to my front door. But the left side of my chest received an eviction notice from the frontal lobe of my brain last week, and it's only got a few days left to pack its shit and leave. Well, maybe that's excessive, but I'm way too young to be expressing so many accounts of fucked up landlord-tenant relations. I just want to feel the elation of a place like home. I wanted to excavate my heart stone and build me a new foundation so there's hope that it might extremely make over this broken, messed up situation. No more hands would be laid down in this home. No more knife-building wives but the sharing of our lives. It'll be more than a place to hang my hat. A home. It's not something perfect, like Neruda and his perfectionist poets placing around with something that we could build together with our own two hands, something I would proudly call our own. I feel you, Dylan. I like home. I want to I find some love, too. Y'all put your hands together for Ashley with two E's. The woman in me was too strong to contest with the coward within you. I said, the woman within me was too strong to contest with the coward within you. For every I'm sorry you spewed, it was evident you were nowhere near a breakthrough, yet your goal was for me to break down. But see, I would not be that chick who stuck around just to say she was down for a dude who never held me down. I remember the many nights I reached out to you, spilling the contents of my heart onto deaf ears, only for the promises of a better tomorrow to be recited after seven long years. 
No more, I say. This ends today, for the woman in me cannot get you to see the value of a queen when you still chasing peasancy. My love was too pure for you to understand, too grown for you to stand up and be a man. So please take several sit-downs as I sashay my way out the doorway of your life. My love was too gentle for you to keep so like a coward you used me at your convenience then chucked me away without a peep so the insecure girl in me let you back in to have yet another beginning because she was so set on us winning. She relaxed her standards to accommodate your standing in her life so much so your presence became a cancer. She reasoned you knew of her daddy issues and reasoned that you would never leave her the same way her father did. She justified your wrongs just to stay along on a ride where she was just your side. But the girl in me could no longer bear another scar, you see, because as you kept piling on the hurt and dragging me through the dirt, a woman emerged. Not scorn, not torn, but reborn. The woman in me now thinks you intentionally for setting free the worth I didn't always see in me. Thank you. Put your hands together for LJ! There are many games that we play, but not all can replenish a life that we may have exhausted. Mother, may I play this game with you? Help me make sense of life's arithmetic, because three minus my father equals us two. Yet we have became negative integers towards each other, leaving this family nothing to remain with. Mother, can I move us forward towards a happier place? You told me no, but you would rather watch me suffer. Have me fighting out of this pit of your disdain like a gladiator. Are you not entertained? Mother, come on. May I ask why you never placed arms around me? Maybe because those arms were meant to hold a glass pipe longer than you ever held your son. I watched you play God as you uplifted to your lips. Place kisses on it as if it was Delilah, but you were no Samson. The more you begin to lose your hair, the more you begin to lose your will to live. Question, when did you realize that the smoke you blew from a glass stick was the same smoke screen you used to run and hide from a harsh reality? This game has no thrones for anyone to reside on, and winter is coming. You left me standing ice cold to the roots, that now my lips speak frostbite, and emotions have been long amputated from its speech. Mother, let me break myself from your mental bondage. I'm no longer the man that I want to become because your anguish still holds me down. You tell me that you care, but how can you say that when you told me you love me as much as your last suicide attempt? Mother, I no longer want to be a burden to you, and I no longer want to play these games anymore. No more patty cake when a baker's man bake crack rock and make you a glutton for his punishment. Cap town races race down the tracks laid on your arm, making you slow down your progress. You skipped over raising me as a child, never planned to reverse the road, yet you drew wild cards, expecting to find love, but they left you to stand as Uno. So the waterworks came on when the electric company turned the power off. So you parked places, strolling the boardwalk, awaiting to find a man wearing a top hat and a monocle, so you can capitalize on his monopoly mother. Let's break these rules that way you can succeed in this game of life. No longer we have to drown in your pool of despair when I can show you that redemption is just a word away from becoming your lifesaver. Let me clear the clutter that is clogging your mind so you can see you are no longer a broken vessel because you are much better than that. Shake the devil out of your veins to put your hands together to thank God for bringing you back. Let's end this game. I just want our life back. But above all else, and right now, mother, may I please just play this game?
to the roots of happiness and nappiness. I was striving for a relaxed state in the midst of self-hate, constantly struggling to be someone else, constantly struggling to be something else. As if the face that I wake up with can't be the one I cherish. As if the body that I live in was never an accurate depiction of my aspiration. You see, I was unaware that my hair is an extension from the base of my thoughts through and beyond the spirals of the galaxy. And this lifetime, it serves as a tool to navigate the journey because I know the universe holds more for me and we than this. Suffering, hunger, misdistribution of wealth, forcing survival to equal distance from the earth, gunfire, destruction, prisons and war drive through lifestyles and convenience stores. Colonizers decimated self-sustaining communities, still force-feed dependency, and yes, I am yet another generation of addict borrowing against my life, while the debts owed from blood-soaked hands go unpaid, but we have not forgotten. The hysterical screams of the kidnapped, vicious blows crippling backs, mothers stolen from babies, folks tied to train tracks, then beaten for struggling. Burning flesh and broken bones, nails through hands and crowns of thorns. We carry the weight of the earth and attempt to save it. Armed with slingshots and rocks, we aim for eyes to alter sight, impact vision, change the negative gravitations emanating from forced relocations, manipulations, and the few constantly seeking domination. But I regain my natural rhythms and the spirals on my head, they serve as antennas, picking up signals from the sun, reminding me that while hundreds of years may mark empires, they are only a ripple in this vast ocean of time. So this life's pantomime, it's neither beginning nor end. It's just brief time passing. And there are many more after and before me than I can ever comprehend, supplying no end to this mathematical equation of water and bone, flesh and dome, enabling me to use my vessel as a tool to give you this poem. Knowing that hours spent projecting and reflecting positive energy, it returns threefold. And love, love is cosmically unending, eternally limitless, so I am supplied in abundance. And I can share it with each and every one of you as a gift to which you have been deemed entitled without fine print and unbridled because I know that you are more than this first impression. Products of rejection influenced by the notions of the West containing bitterness, weariness, lacking sleep, trapped in worlds we did not create that mark time with scars of rings cut deep. But finally, able to treat the wounds with knowledge predating carved runes, we begin that cataclysmic cipher, bringing dormant roots back to life. Y'all put your hands together for S N We come here in search of hope. Old brick buildings purpose to provide social sanctuary. Outdated magazines highlight the lives of people who never be forced to be in an unwanted situation named mispronounced. Judgment crashing through lurking islands of disdain, filled to 
first kidnapped her, I grabbed the tone. Her stance, uppity, dropping Refusing to lower her eyes towards my applied station politics shuffle with signatures, not wanting to sign off on my lifeline. She does not understand my situation, not crest my story, verbal silent abuse evident. I need help, I plead. Her silent tone not muffled, clear with every sentence that rolls off her savory sour tongue. You didn't turn in your wage form, she says, as I recollect to the moments when I drop off my documents for food stamps knowing I could not afford any hiccups. My account run the low from being jobless. I didn't turn it in, I replied. She gritted her teeth with my sincere answer as she replaced all the baby mamas with different baby daddies. Unwed, unfit, teen mothers strolled in and out of the office as if it's the runway women living off the system get a hood rat, people who should deem as trash. Listen, I never wanted to be a statistic. Grass were charged my husband, became my ex, so now I'm both mom and dad. Salary job, zero, laid off. Paying for before and after school programs based off one income. Yet we have checked boxes in an unfinished essay. I never received it, she said, so I would have to deny it. Is there anything else I can do for you? Leskisha. Turbulent temperature makes speaking hard. Trying to find a strength not to be an angry black woman to add more to the reason why she hates her race. As I fully tell her, I'm a person, not a ghetto hood rat. I never asked to be a black single mother. I grew up in a two-parent household. I'm not trash, I'm in college. I had some minor setbacks, but I'm living with them. Treat me like an individual. I'm the reason why you have this job. I help pay for your stability attitude. This right here is temporary. I won't apologize for making this system work for me. I'm doing what is best for my kids now, so please do not be rude or regretful that my heels look like yours. Your hindsight says I'm a sorry individual, but guess what? It's not 2020. Her face twisted in shock. Surprised eyes, shaking, not scared, did not fit the equation of who she thought I was and did apologize. Listen, sorry seemed to be too easy. I got up and walked away. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. Y'all put your hands together for Granville. So now, it's called hip-hop, once called rap, but it's cool like that. It's cool like that, for it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on and on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. Coming from way back, it's a music, our music, our voices on the mic, it's what black folks does on Saturday nights. The music kept us above our struggles and troubles. So blessed with the gift of gab, we used what we had. I can call a lot of names, but I could not call all the names. Many, but not most, would get a shout out. They are too numerous to mention. And they who blazed the trails, they did not get the Benjamins, but they left a strength to their people, a legacy. And now the rest is history. For when I saw one DMC on MTV, I knew that the black man had broken through. For we had a stage and we loved the mic. And when we rocked the mic, 
We want the mic right. Music is in the DNA of every human being and we are generally a nation of artists of every kind. I can call a name like Grandmaster Flash, but I tell you, Beethoven, he was black. So the music is coming from way back and it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on and on and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. For the trumpet sounded and the Lord appeared. In the kingdom of God, music is there and it goes on and on and on and on and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. And now this is a multi-billion dollar business and all I got to say is whoop, there it is. Thank you. Y'all put your hands together for Jay Alden! Affection is all I caught. It's not one size fits all. It's not intended for those whose attendance is not pending on if the professor will show up or not. It's smarter than that. Affection is so intelligent that it knows the difference between holding hands and being the placeholder, just keeping me warm until the next holder will hold me. It's smarter than that. Touch me, put your hands where my eyes can see and beyond, and wave me home as all I really want to do is get beyond second base and to slide into your plate. It's smarter than that. It's the appetizer to a five-course meal that neither one of us has to cook. It caters to my wants, your needs, and please, as if it was the Lincoln lawyer attempting to get me acquitted of all charges, whatever they may be. It's the way I show you my love, or lack thereof, because Merriam-Webster has not come up with the words to express my adoration, so I place my hands on multiple locations of your radio stations, trying to acquire the proper channels to channel my energy. It's in me like I desire to be in you, but has the patience that I lack. It will wait as if there was no tomorrow because all it wants is to be touched. I want to infect you with my affection and the cure to your affliction lies in the addiction of my erection because without it, you can't speak. If I am ever instantly the, the ability to no longer have my lips form words, I hope that there is no joke in the way my body language shows its intensity to mold your clay. Affection is the calm before the storm. The study habits of geniuses, the practice packing in book bags of students of the game, the preheated oven to roast your lamb chops before you put mint julep on your tulips, on your placemats. In fact, <laughs> infection, I'm sorry, infection is smarter than that. It just is. listening to Poetic License and I am your host Taria Autry. This episode is featuring poets from the Marquis Slam that took place in Fayetteville, North Carolina the first Saturday of February 
and I totally recommend that if you're in the area, you check out the talent and happenings of that, and it is hosted by the one and only Infinite, and this was also his birthday night. Hey, it was great. It was beautiful. I was so glad I got to be there, and I'm really glad I get to share it with you, and I want to just take a moment to play some more music hailing from North Carolina. I can tell by how I treat you and my girl Damn, she's so selfless, but she put up with my ways Because she love me like you do And no, it don't always show I love her just like I love you And I need to treat you better Wish you could live forever So we could spend more time together I love you, mama from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and that song is actually off the 2014 Forest Hills Drive album. And if you haven't heard of J. Cole, well, I don't know what to tell you because he's had a bunch of number one albums on the Billboard. So, hey, uh, maybe you need to catch up. But speaking of Fayetteville, let's get back to the Marquis Slam. Y'all put your hands together for A. Her name was Tina, Tina Wimberly. And she was the first girl I fell in love with in elementary school. 
You see, we met and became friends on the playground during kindergarten to her orchards. Blossomed with magnificent array of flowers in the fourth grade, and by the time we made it to the fifth, shit, y'all, I started taking a liking to that Tina Wembley. You see, she was the perfect girl. She was tall, beautiful, had hair. Unlike the other little girls in the classroom, knew a thing or two about comics, and she had freckles that seemed to resemble starlights woven into the ebbing night skies on the south side of Atlanta. And y'all, I sure enough was in love myself some Tina Wembley. So you know, one day I approached her. Just like any little boy would approach the girl of his dream, I shoved the letter in her face, expressing all little things that was beginning to bubble up inside of me. But I asked her one question. Would you be my girlfriend? She said, yes, no, or maybe. Without hesitation, she checked no. Heartbroken, I asked her why. She said, because her parents would allow her to be with a black boy. That was the first time, y'all, when I realized that I was different. Realized that this skin, this black skin, would now become one of many obstacles that I would now have to hurdle myself over to attain any of the prizes at the end of my journey. This black skin would now act as a scarlet letter to those who will never take the time out to see the hidden gem within this body, this black body. Now stands before your gumbo pot of history. Cottonfield picking Carolina blues to New York migrations and now a Georgia boy who just wanted to capture love in the head palm of his hand for the very first time. Like, I'm too. And part of this American dream, like, I'm too. Just want to be accepted. You see, my mother wanted her boys to experience a different world. So like other parents, they took black children, placed them in white schools on a program called M2M. At the time, it was called integration. I guess we were known as some trailblazer, but white folk would say they were still sending off their problem. That's about the same time I started to grow angry, then fuck with white people. So I started listening to speeches of Farrakhan. They deemed me a black radical. I started Black Students Alliance in school, so they deemed me a nigga with the attitude. My skin was called gangster, hoodlum, everything but a child of God because I was different. Because they couldn't see the blurred lines of brilliance underneath my melanin. I am a dream that wasn't deferred. I am black and proud. Fuck it, y'all. I'm a proud black man. I have royalty hidden in my spinal cord. I error of blackness in my vernacular. A moment of the work of art of God's creation. Yes, y'all, I am different. But with skin that still wants to be loved, desire. I was only an 11-year-old boy who wanted nothing more than for Tina Wimbley to find me beautiful. Y'all ready for your next quote? Let me hear you say, yeah. yeah. Let me hear you say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all put your hands together for Spirit World. It was a fairy tale marriage. It all started like the greatest love story ever. Making me feel like a king within her kingdom. But then her transgressions began, and I realized her kingdom's court was full. First, there was Jack being nimble. Jack be quick. Jack let my wife jump on this candlestick. Now, truly, can't be mad at Jack. For if they hadn't been him, could any other wolf in sheep's clothing, blowing her skirt up, pressing her thighs wide, saying, Let me in. And all she could do is moan, Yes. That was the first to be welcomed in the sanctuary of King, Queen's kingdom. Allow me to feel more like a court jester than the only jewels in her throne. As I said, that was only first. 
Tom crossed the street, placed his thumb into her pie. Then she lied when I found Pinocchio nosing around her treasures as her reins fell upon him. Or Aladdin, giving her a promise of a magic carpet ride as she slowly rubbed his lamp horizon in genius as Jack ran up the hill for climax of Thetchville. Look, now don't get me wrong. I'm truly not angered at them, though they did ignore the sacred circle upon her hand. Just to climb into the sacred circle between her thighs, and now I know it's walking along those cowardly bricks in the shadows. Much like Dorothy of Oz, gathering men around that followed just to get into that rabbit hole. They change attire within the night as she says, what big mouth you have. Merely smirking as their tongues dance from their lips with a seducing comment of better to eat you with. Then she runs off to find a house to hide her indiscriminate sultry ways within the inhabitants. Lustful welcomes. Much like those three bears. One too small, one too big, and all three just in the wrong puss and boots. There was others that anchored apart. And Billy go to the rough, running their hand from a ruby slipper, taken to a midnight ball with her love rusting down their lips. She became a beauty and a beast. And I simply clicked my heels to get on the way out, saying there's no place for me in this home. As I left a not so snow white, sleeping around beauty with a tendency to find herself upon her knees, cleaning the broomsticks of flying monkeys, turning her into a wicked, used witch. I found that we've gotten really good at putting on a happy face, hiding behind tired smiles, using the views of Brother Mac and Sister Maybelline to cover up hurt that's obviously allergic to makeup. So we make up testimony because we're just not satisfied with the ones that God gave us. Screaming amen when our spirits are whispering, oh no, chasing an American dream in flip-flops. A dream that turned into a nightmare decades ago. So there you go, sleepwalking, you just keep talking about change and how things need to change and we need to change. But changing into a new outfit does not change your outcome. So you still fit in the same worn out situation. I mean, we got really cool at being who and how they said we should be. Fist bumping and high-fiving, booty bumping and shuffling and jiving, and our lives and imitating housewives that's no longer married. Holding on to friendships that we should have let go a long time ago with Donkey Kong and Santa Claus, with the Tooth Fairy and Wonder Woman bras. We live solid, cold lives of what used to be seen through relationships. Causing love to run away like popsicles on the 4th of July. Popping lives like a wounded soldier pop Percocet pills. It kills us to accept the fact that we cannot breathe underwater. Yet we're so deep in the sea of denial that the brain damage has silenced our voice. And now it's become impossible to set up a real prayer because even our conversations with God are rehearsed. But that's not the worst of it. Jack is now Jill and now Junior wear ponytails and sometimes it's hard to tell when love is real, when it's tainted with lustful perversions, but I'm learning that the true mission is to, to attempt to convince God that he made some kind of mistake when creating mankind. Uh-oh, a boo-boo, a my bad, mission impossible. How about we just be who we be and be proud of it? Either we embrace God or just leave God out of it. Tell me, who are you? Or maybe I should ask your haters. Or do you even have haters? Because, see, they have to know you to hate you, and you don't even know you. Or maybe you do know you. Is that why you hate you? Listen, it's time that we stop allowing America to dictate our level of being blessed, y'all, for real. The six-bedroom house, the Great Dane, and the Range Rover does not prove that you're blessed. It just proves that you have more bills. So 
just chill and be still and understand that your peace of mind is worth more than gold, my brother, know that the free journey of your spirit will allow your voice to travel through the waves of echo. So let go and be free. Be you so that you can be who God called you to be yourself. I want to thank everybody at the Marquis Slam. Uh, the host, Infinite, for being so welcoming, wonderful, and sharing his birthday with us, uh, to the featured poet, Devery Brooks, and to all the other folks that competed in the slam with me, Spirit Wolf, LJ, uh, Shaken Not Stirred, APE, Prospero Soul, uh, Kara Harnell, who was the sacrificial poet, Granville, Jay Alden, Ashley with two E's, and Dylan. Thank you all for being so welcoming and wonderful. I really enjoyed myself, and I can't wait to get back to see you all again. And I want to just make a special announcement. that I'm going to be doing a bonus episode of Poetic License. Usually we air the first Monday of the month at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at www.kboo.fm. But I'm doing a special episode the last Monday of March, same time, same channel, and it's going to be featuring the incredible lineup that was at the Portland Unchased Reading Series that took place towards the end of February. So I would love for you to check that out. And then on the first Monday of April, which is a day after my birthday, I'm going to be doing the regularly scheduled first Monday of the month episode. And you know, hey, it's my birthday, so why not let it be all about me? That's right. The first Monday of April, Poetic License, it will be all poetry, either written by me or read by me, because you know what? It's my show and I can do what I want. So I hope that you all tune in because it's going to be a fun time. And I'm going to close out the show from an artist who is from Jacksonville, North Carolina, the city I can't wait to get back to. A little kiss and shout out to my boo in Jacksonville. And this is a song by Cesar Comanche. It is called Babylon, and it is featuring another artist called Blueprint off the album Like a Night in the Thief. Thanks again for tuning in to Poetic License. If you want to hear more about me, please visit my website, www.turiaautry.com. That's www.turiaautry.com. I hope you have a beautiful month, and I look forward to you listening the last Monday of March and the first Monday of April to Poetic License on KBOO Portland. Well, we're back in the studio here, and uh, we have two pairs of tickets for anyone who has not won something from KBU in the last 30 days. And the movie, it's a movie, Hello, My Name is Doris, at the Regal Pioneer Place, uh, all ages. No, it's rated R. Oh, but no, it is rated R. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 100%. 
So uh, give us a call here at 503 <laughs> Seven heads and ten horns of rain fire Infiltrate and take down your empire A fallen Babylon Not so sure that I'll be mad It's gone, what you inspire Seven heads and ten horns of rain fire Infiltrate and take down your empire a fallen Babylon, not so sure that I'll be mad, it's gone, what's your inspire? Give me your poor, your huddle masses, P-Powers shrink the middle classes. Lay out a task on a fan, wouldn't bother to ask, your ass I never passed this. Your future's under the boot heels, 1% of populace makes deals, no intent to stop giving break heel, they don't need permission to take. Gotta hate the fact that your face sealed If you keep subscribing to their deal Best you get a chance to survive No living I've never seen a request feel Most will even fail to suggest Beauty rest while your fellow man gets killed The rich build Right on the backs and the weights growing under the fat You are too This is KBOO Portland The time is 11 p.m. and you are tuned to the Ubu Hour. <laughs> 